it was a long process because you're looking for someone that, um, you know, has never done jury duty, doesn't watch a lot of TV. Hopefully that was the tough part for me because I was like, if the second I walked in there, I would have been like, oh, my God, you were on Parks and Recreation. (laughs) Right. I would have been like, oh, Miggy, uh, we've done shows together. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) I love your stand up. Welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting behind-the-scenes insight from the people who make the shows you love. Uh, You just heard a little tease of my chat with actor, writer, director, and producer Jake Szymanski, who most recently directed the Emmy-nominated Jury Duty. I am obsessed with this show. It is one of the most complicated shows to describe. It is half prank show, half written reality show, and also actually a show about just a guy who's really nice and really cool. Oh, and also James Marsden is there. Uh, And it's on Freebie, something you maybe haven't heard of. But magically, the show blew up. It became an Emmy nominee. And now I'm going to talk to Jake about all the things that make the show so funny and so special. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get 30% off Duration and Super Deck products May 17th through the 20th. That means 30% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 30% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Jake Szymanski, welcome to TV Club. Before we dive in, do you want to tell us a little about yourself and jury duty, which we're here to talk about, but don't limit yourself to that. Feel free to be more expansive. Oh my gosh, what an (laughs) open-ended question. Um, Yeah, hi, thanks for having me. I directed uh, this crazy show, Jury Duty, that's out right now, which uh, I'm so excited that people seem to be watching. Uh, I... uh, I came up in the comedy scene. My background is kind of comedy and documentary. I worked for like a lot of documentary filmmakers back in the early days as well. So um, that's why the show like Jury Duty was so fun for me. But, uh, you know, yeah, I got, I got my start out here in L.A. Uh, working for Funny or Die, the comedy website, uh, oh, yeah. when that started. We all, we all remember. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then I spent some time at SNL, uh, and I've done some movies and some TV shows, uh, and uh, including some mockumentaries uh, for HBO uh, that I really enjoy. And that's kind of part of what led me to uh, Jury Duty, which is like this scripted TV show, but with a real person who doesn't know they're in the show. So it's also kind of done documentary style. Yeah. And let me do that. And that's kind of the short version of how I ended up working on this. Yeah. I fell in love with jury duty immediately. I had no idea what to expect. I just saw it on Freebie, a a thing that is also confusing in its own right. And was kind of brand new. (laughs) Totally brand new. I had only watched maybe two other Freebie shows like Primo and uh, Sprung, which was really Mm -hmm. funny. But I kind of thought of it like, oh, it's like a sitcom thing. It's their way to do that. So I start watching Jury Duty and I'm just like, what is this weird show? (laughs) 
what is happening here? Uh, if you're not familiar with Jury Duty, which I, where have you been? What, you haven't been listening to the podcast because I talked about it every episode, basically. Uh, but if you're not familiar, it's essentially about a guy who gets jury duty. He thinks it's a legit case and a legit court, but everyone is an actor, comedian, a lot of comics that I personally love. Uh, David Brown, who's amazing. Incredible. Uh, from Chicago, a comic that I, I used to do shows with. And so I was pulled in immediately when I, I saw I didn't know David. you did shows with David. Yeah, yeah. Also from... Uh, just outside of Chicago, Evanston. Yes, just yeah. went to Northwestern <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. with Sarah Sherman, and uh, I used to do shows with the Shrimp Boys. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, he's so, so funny. And when I saw him in the show, I was just like, what is he going to do in this weird thing? I was like, David's not somebody who'd prank people. He's a nice boy. <laughs> I think when a lot of people, friends of mine, um, or you know, the actors would share these stories to me when they were kind of telling people, it's easy. I think a lot of people referred to it as a prank show or they would yeah. hear the description. And, and you know, we never thought of it as a prank show. We were never trying to make a prank show because I do think um, – and and don't get me wrong. I've watched some prank shows. I've enjoyed some prank shows. But um, I don't think – no one involved in making Jury Duty was interested in making a prank show. And that is what makes it so special <laughs> because – Ronald, the guy at the center of it, is just so earnest and it's so clear everyone is guiding him to either be a good person or there's these opportunities where he could be a jerk and he doesn't take them. And then slowly you realize he really cares about all these people. (laughs) Like that was my the first thing I said to David was just like, I feel like he truly, truly cares about you as a person. Like he wakes up wondering if you're okay. (laughs) Well, David, you know, his character, Todd, is the perfect example of what a gem we found in Ronald because we we were looking for a nice person. We were looking for someone like Ronald. And then he kept surprising us by going the extra step, right? So David's character, Todd, who wears the chair pants, who's this goofy guy. And we actually cut it from the show. I think we revealed it uh, later. But, you know, he was also a known felon uh, <laughs> in the courtroom. And so we were trying – the plan was always – that we would put Ronald in situations where he would end up taking Todd under his wing and kind of advocating for him. But we planned on that happening later in the show. <laughs> and Ronald just started doing it in like in episode one. Truly, and then we're like, like, oh my gosh, he's already he's doing, on board. Like, right away, he's just like, buddy, I'm here for you. And I was like, I love this guy. I'm all in on this show. And once it, it's established, like this isn't a prank show, it's something completely different. Uh, I fell in love with it. And then I was so excited to see everyone else fall in love with it. I mean, the response, I feel like was not anything I've seen for anything else on Freebie. And then all of a sudden, you're, to me, you were the the like underdogs at the Emmy noms. I did not expect people to recognize the brilliance of the show. So I was so happy to see you get that Best Comedy nom. How did that feel? I mean, it felt amazing. We were all kind of floored. I mean, when we were making the show, even like you said, it's hard to even describe completely what the show is. People yeah. ultimately just kind of have to watch it, right, to see what it is. Yeah. It's not a simple log line because it's so many things. It's, it's yes, it's a reality, but no, it's a scripted comedy, and it's definitely not a prank show, but we are revealing uh, something to a real person. Yeah. It's all these things yeah. mixed in together. 
And, and there are some prankish moments, uh, James Marston and and the toilet. That <laughs> yes, which <laughs> like, I thought would ruin the show. I thought that's right when he would know something was going on. That okay. The whole time I'm just like, dude, that, yeah, come on. But he just he just plays it off for Marston. He just big props to our showrunner Cody Heller who insisted that we keep that beat in the show <laughs> and find a way to make it work. Because my because you know for those who don't know, the idea is James Marston playing a heightened version of James, James Marston, Marston in the show clogs Ronald's toilet, right, uh, with a large number two. And it's still in the toilet uh, yes. as a reason it's clogged and a reason they have yeah. to leave the room. And I was always so nervous as a moment that this could ruin the show because, you know, props made that. It was made out of clay and had to be realistic. We had, like, bad-smelling poop spray and stuff <laughs> that we sprayed in there. But it was – I was like – James, you have to, like, block him if he tries to go in that bathroom because if anyone takes kind of a close look at it, yeah, that's a very quick tell that, like, why is there a big hunk of clay in my toilet? Like, something's yeah. off here, right? Yeah, you know. And so even though – and it worked out great. And, of course, Ronald, he's a stand-up guy, immediately took the he blame. Is, yeah, Didn't want to embarrass the, James, so it's like, let's yeah. get out of here. And he's also polite about it. He's not trying to look, you know. He's not trying to see it, which, you know, I I would think his reaction was probably, oh, this is a celebrity. He's probably worried about some sort of paparazzi photo. Yes, yes. I was so nervous that that moment could sink us. And we were getting close to the end by that point. So every moment that could sink us – became, you know, we were extra nervous about it because w the closer we got to the end, the more stressed we were about actually finishing, finishing because yeah. part of us didn't think we'd make it past day one. You yeah. Know? And so I, I've heard there, there are rumors on many a, a jury duty forum, which, by the way, you have like a very avid, active fan base. I got to I got to uh, get into these forums. I got to yeah, look around there's these people forums. asking a lot of questions about the show, digging into it. Uh, but people have said that you originally started with someone else and they found out really quickly what was going on and you had to start over. Is that true? That is not true. Um, so I will there say right it, here, everybody. that is not true. We did do a lot of rehearsing and practicing without Ronald in there. But uh, no, that's not true. Of course, there are, you know, I, I can't go. I can easily say that's not true. So no scandal. <laughs> but um, I, I, there are certain, you know, production secrets that we that we keep as far as like how we how we do things that I, I won't spill all the beans. But no, nothing that's scandalous. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure you had multiple people submit. Like we do get to see some of Ronald's submission tape for this, which is. Well, yeah, we looked at a lot of people. Yeah. Because as you can imagine, trying to find a Ronald is is tough. <laughs> probably. And also someone who's going to reply to that kind of ad or just want to do yeah. that is probably not going to be a great person. All the time. <laughs> well, one of our amazing producers, Alex San Pietro, she she was in charge of that and finding, you know, our potential jurors, basically. And she did an incredible job. And she looked at a lot of submissions and kind of narrowed it down to who we thought would be the best and kind of then sent us like the top, you know, 35, 40 to look through. And she had done long interviews with them and try to get their vibe. And it was a long process because you're looking for someone that um, you know, has never done jury duty, doesn't watch a lot of TV, That's hopefully. Tough. That was the tough part for me yeah. because I was like, if the second I walked in there, I would have been like, oh, my God, you were on Parks and Recreation. <laughs> right. I right, would have right. been like, oh, Miggy, uh, we've done shows together. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I love your stand-up. Saw your Comedy Central show. <laughs> yes, we had to find someone who, like, wasn't in the L.A. comedy scene, obviously. <laughs> and, and then also the most important part was someone who could kind of be our moral compass. You know, the whole idea is that we've created these – these crazy characters to put on this kind of play these the, of these moral situations 
around this guy. Yeah. And he has to be kind of our true north, right? Of of the guy who will say, hey, this is kind of crazy or why are you doing that? And, and you know, be, be our moral compass and be the hero of the show. And that's ultimately – was the exciting idea. I don't know if any of us actually thought we could get there, but then, you know, we kept every day, we found ourselves getting closer and closer and it kept working out and we were working really hard on making it work. And it was really exciting by the end. You can see it in the reveal. There's so much emotion in all yeah. of actors' eyes. It feels eyes so genuine. For all of us, finally the producers comes out. and writers, we, in the control room, we were more nervous for that final reveal where our judge tells him that, hey, this has actually been a show and these are actors. We were more nervous for that than any big joke moment that we tried throughout the show. Before yeah. That. Yeah. It was it was very emotionally intense. So when you were screening Ronald, did you screen him as a James Marsden fan or did that just happen? Because the way he was so excited about James Marsden and Sex Drive we were... coming in with the movie, I was like, did they purposely go, okay, we got James, we got to find someone who's a fan. Like, how did that synergy happen? No, we were not looking for, like, a James Marsden super fan by any means. <laughs> but but for we actually screened less for the James stuff because, you know, James was always going to play himself. So it didn't matter if someone knew, you know, you wanted someone to kind of know who he was a little bit, maybe not yeah. know his whole IMDb. But for example, you know, like, yeah, Mecky, who's in Sex Lives of College Girls, is like, we were looking for someone who hadn't started watching that show yet. You know what I mean? Otherwise, yeah. that would have been a problem. That was, but when we were filming, that show had like just come out. Yeah. And, and I do know that like for the TikTok Gen Z kids who do watch that show, they all were very confused. <laughs> and they were just like, why is the Sex Lives of College Girls in this weird <laughs> comedy show? What is the deal with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and Mecky was one of our writers too. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Uh, he's one of the writers. His episode, I think, also got nominated. Nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, and he's an incredible writer, incredible stand-up. So good. He's so, so funny, and he posted some clips, or uh, he posted photos of his scripts, and then with the episode, so you could really see how scripted it is for the actors, but then they also allow this room for Ronald to kind of play with. And I think the ep the moment he talked about that I loved was him being like, we wanted Ronald to say, what if someone pretends to be racist yes. to get out of jury duty? And then he just brings it up. <laughs> And Mickey, Mickey, I think, was like, oh, this is too obvious. Like, there's no way we're like, if my character brings it up, it's way too obvious, too comical. But then Ronald does it. I mean, how did that feel to orchestrate it with the script to see it just play out so beautifully? Well, that was day one of filming with Ronald. So we were kind of most on our toes and nervous. And th that's right. We were all like, hey, we, you know, we had talked in the writer's room about this beat of how do we get. Ronald to suggest, like, if you want to get out of jury duty, maybe pretend to be racist. <laughs> and we had come up with a list of things that someone could say to kind of prompt him or lead him there. And we were like, this is going to be too much too soon. Yeah. It's day one. You know, we can't, we can't, you know, yet to boil the frog, you have to go in slow, slow temperature increases, right? So we agreed, we're pulling this, we're not going to do it on day one. And then Mecky, to his credit, because he was with us in the entire writer's room, so he had a really good sense of the story and all the beats that we had been thinking of, whether they made it or not. They entered into a conversation where it kind of naturally led to people trying to get out of jury duty. And we weren't trying to go there. But then when it kind of got there and Mecky saw the opportunity, he said, I, I think I got to try to throw this back in. And just kind of offered him like, well, what what is a way I could get out of jury duty? Yeah. And then first try right out the bat. 
Ronald suggests. Ronald's it. like, have you seen the Family Guy episode? And that's that. the second he also said that, that's when I was like, oh, this is why he doesn't recognize any of these people. Yes. <laughs> the fact that like a Family Guy was his first reference, I was just like, he is the most pure hearted boy. <laughs> yes. Well, I think it also tells you a lot about Ronald. Another thing we could not have planned for that was so great for the comedy of the show was in the, also in that first episode when he meets James Marsden, playing James Marsden, and he said, you know, Marsden's being a little full of himself and going, oh, I thought that guy's sock said Sonic because I'm in that movie. I'm in that Sonic movie. Ronald is such a sweet guy, but he goes, oh, you're in that movie? Yeah. Oh, I heard it was really bad, man. And like, of course you don't say that to the star of a movie. Of a movie. Like, it's too polite. But Ronald had no idea he was the star of that movie. Yeah. He just presumed like, oh, do you have like a bit part a in bit that part. movie? Like, doesn't even realize. Had no idea. Just you could tell he was not this Hollywood guy. And yes. it's so amazing in what makes it work. Very refreshing. And for James, how did he get involved? Was it just you always wanted him? Did you consider other sort of like... Well, there was always the idea of a celebrity on the jury because it's a Los Angeles jury, right? And a celebrity getting to play kind of a heightened, like slightly, you know, more full of themselves version, right? Of themselves. Yeah. So the idea of finding a celebrity was always in there. And when we started pitching around names, I mean, James was one of the first people we brought up. And and part of that is our producer, Dave Burnett, is good friends with him and has worked with him before. And I had worked with him a little bit before on a project with Dave because Dave produced um, Tour de Pharmacy, which was a mockumentary we yeah. did for HBO. And uh, James was in that. He played one of the British announcers uh, interviewing, doing yes. interviews at the tour. And so – we knew him from that, and because this was also kind of a mockumentary-style thing, it kind of very quickly we said, well, what about James? And Dave was like, I I'm going to talk to him about it. I think he would do it. And so and so, in, he was one of the first people we thought of, and then right away we were able to have a conversation with him. And the important thing was not only was he down to make fun of himself. I knew James could do the comedy. Um, you know, he – I had seen him on – well, I'd seen Sex Drive. He's so funny in that. Yeah. I'd and see, 30 Rock I, and is where 30 I fell Rock, in love with him as, incredible. as a comedic actor. And he was in Anchorman 2. Yeah. I was around when they were shooting that. And I would see him on that. And you're like, oh, this guy, like, he doesn't get to do a lot of pure comedies, but he's got it. You yeah, know what I mean? he's so funny. It's almost unfair because he's so dang handsome yeah. <laughs> and so dang good at all the other stuff. And it's to just, also be funny, you're like, come on, James, come on. leave some for the rest come of on. us. Come you know. on. But, but so that was the important part is like, well, we need someone who can be funny. And he checks that box. But the most important box he checked is kind of like gut check, what is this project to you? The first thing he said to us was, I don't want to do anything where we're making fun of someone the whole time. And that's was our rule as well. That's how each of us individually got involved. When I first got pitched, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to do something where we're torturing someone for three yeah. weeks. Like, that's not going to be fun. And it was like, no, 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 no. We're trying to, like, give someone a great – like, make them a hero, give them a hero's journey. They get off at the end of a really fun roller coaster and go, whoa, that was for me. What a fun party. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I get money. <laughs> and I get money. Uh, but the fact that James, you know, that's the first question he asked, that was also really important to know, like, okay, we're on the same page about that. And then, I mean, on top of that, though, I feel like if anyone is made up, made fun of, it's James. He yes. ends up being kind of the villain in a lot of situations and moments. Uh, I think the the episode where he destroys the cake oh and gosh. thinks everyone is there for him and Ronald just, <laughs> just like saves the situation and saves the day was so incredible. You know, for James, what was it like being like, okay, I understand I'm going to make fun of myself here, but also I'm going to really look like a jerk to this guy. 
I mean, right from the get-go, he told us, I am down to make an ass of myself. <laughs> like, that's hilarious to me, sending up Hollywood, sending up, like, the entitlement that that actors can get. He's like, I'm always down to make fun of myself. So that was, number one, very cool of him, right? Oh. He's down for that comedy. Oh, my God, he's so cool. And number two, it was like, but I want to make really sure we're never, you know— Ronald's never the butt of the joke and we're taking it out on him. And we, so so he was a perfect fit for it. He was just down immediately. And things like that cake toss were actually moments where we all, the producers, the writers, James, we all got really worried, oh, no, did we go too far? Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is no one really could have predicted how much – the cast and Ronald were gonna be we're gonna care for each other yeah, by the end of this. They truly become best friends. They truly become friends. And so this cake flip, this big like James being an ass at a party thing, was really funny to us as like a scene idea. And and I totally understand why we wrote it the way we did it and why we tried to pull it off. But Ronald got really hurt by like, God, why would this guy do this to these people? You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't just like when you're watching TV and you see the scene, you're like, all right, but I know they're going to make up next scene. It's okay. Like there's the human element of it. Yeah. So we immediately had to pivot and have James come back with another cake and pull Ronald aside and be like – and just fully mea culpa apologize. Like, hey, what I did was out of line. I'm really sorry I did that. And like just let Ronald know that even though he's playing a version of himself, even that version of himself has some humanity Humanity there. and is like – I messed up. Yes. And that, I think, is the moment where you really see them become friends, even with James Marsden. Uh, and when I finished it, I felt like Ronald wasn't upset that, you know, everyone had, like, done this to him and kind of lied to him. It felt like he just felt like he had missed out on something all of his friends did. <laughs> that he was just like, oh, you guys were doing this without me. And it was so fun. <laughs> that was the feeling I got. I, I think I think that's accurate. And he looks back as like, man, this is one of the coolest things. I had like one of the best times of my life. The only thing that he was worried about was, wait a minute, I thought I really got to know some people here. And that w- would have been a huge bummer, I think, if he found out those connections weren't real. But so much of what we filmed, we're filming for three weeks straight with him. So much of what we filmed isn't in the show. And so much of what our actors were doing was being 90% themselves. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And then throwing a little character heightening on top of it. Yeah, like I know David. He is that nice and sweet and just a great guy. (laughs) So, But that made it great because the the connections were real. You know what I mean? Like the names were different, but the connection – it was a little bit like – you know, the end of, like, a, a 90s teen movie where, like, the guy takes the girl to the prom. He's like, yeah, it started as a bet, but the feelings <laughs> are real. I fell in love with you. Like, it's a little bit of that where it's like, we really hope we don't offend you. Like, but everyone does sincerely love you yeah. and want to keep hanging out. And I think it's seeing the audience kind of afterwards look up pictures of the cast, like, hanging out together and being like, he's J- okay, James is still friends with him. Like, okay, <laughs> it's all good. Like, as long as – because that to me was the thing that I was just like, he loves James, clearly thinks they're best friends, and what is going to happen when he realizes I think it was the, just Marsden in the role of a lifetime. The biggest thing for, for Ronald was realizing, oh, thank God he's not actually that big of a jerk. <laughs> So he was relieved. He's like, oh, I actually can be friends with him because, I don't know, I was getting kind of sick of this guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the that was my only concern. And when I saw James do an interview that was like, I still hang out with him. We still talk. I was like, okay, he's a good guy. <laughs> he has to be fond- friends with Ronald for life. Like, when Ronald gets married, he has to be the best man at his wedding. <laughs> it's kind of required at this point. We got to film that moment. Yeah, oh, we got to get that guy hitched and get James in there. <laughs> Here's to the paper pushers, the rush hour warriors, and the gotta get awayers. Trade the daily grind for a place to unwind. 
where you can rise with the tide and roll down the boardwalk. Where you can eat french fries for lunch and ice cream for dinner. Where your only commute is your walk to the beach. Where every day feels like Saturday. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. James is a, is a great guy and the whole cast, everyone, that was the other, look, it was, it was tricky enough to find a cast that was talented enough and funny enough and committed enough to be able to pull this off all while still being relatively unknown to certain people like Ronald. That yeah. was a really fine needle to thread. That was tough. But the other element is they all kind of had to be good people who were like on the same page about what we were doing and how we were going to do it. And that's the reason why they're all really real friends. You know yeah. what I mean? We had to make sure, I mean, for lack of a better term, we just had to make sure the group had a good vibe. Exactly. And that I was mean, part of the casting. If one person threw the vibe off, if one person was too mean, it could give the whole thing away. It just is also wonderfully orchestrated and I think just shows the power of writers, of actors. Uh, and then obviously the show comes out during this this dual strike moment that we're having. Yes. Uh, but it's also tonally so weird that I think so many people watching it didn't think there were writers. They didn't think these people were actors. You know, so many yeah. people were like, they're just improvising everything. Like, you know, what do we need writers for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not the point we're making. We we had a we definitely had a WGA writers room <laughs> with a lot of hard WGA writers working on it. Uh, it, it we had a the writing to the show was so incredibly important to it. Um, and you can kind of tell, like, in the earlier episodes, things are even more scripted. Like, everything in court is basically pretty scripted because we can control that and know who's yeah. talking when, right? That's more of a show for Ronald, right? And a lot of the character interactions were scripted or we'd script specific lines or jokes back and forth and say, like, just get to this and then say this, right? Find your op find your way. You can improvise how to get here and then yeah. hear, hear your lines, right? So – the scripts were the the spine for everything. It was just once Ronald came in and we added this real person element, things started changing. Things we thought we would do on day three, we had to push and do on day seven and vice versa. And then, we, and then certain things we had to invent and follow and we'd be writing up new beats and lines to give to the actors every night. So uh, the actors were incredible because obviously there's a ton of improvisation, but there was, you know, our rough, you know, our goalposts on how we're going to get there. And now you're kind of forced to navigate, you know, for your consideration season by yourself as the director. <laughs> I know. It's really wild. It is so uh, – it's so important that we're striking right now. You know what I mean? That the WGA and SAG is striking. Uh, and it's also so sad. Um, specific, specifically, our show was such a tiny little experiment that took yeah. so much hard work and dedication and I just I just really hope – I'm so proud of the cast and the writers and producers. And I just ho hope that – I wish they could be talking more about the show. Yeah. It's important that they're on strike and following those rules right now. But I just hope they get all the all their dues and everyone is is appreciating all their work. And that's yeah. that's the reason why I am excited to talk about it to, because I, I wish they could all be talking about it. Uh, and I, I just hope people realize 
how incredible it is what they pulled off. Truly, so much work goes into it. That's why I wanted to have you on because I was like, I got to talk to someone about the show. <laughs> I can't talk to the actors. Sorry, I asked David first. No offense. Of course, please. But, but he, he couldn't do it. And I feel like the show blew up because of word of mouth. It was truly just people going, have you seen this thing that's happening every week on on Prime? It's my favorite thing to ask people is how they heard about it because it, it it's, you know, I got my start back at Funny or Die and we got very good at like, making stuff that would, quote, unquote, go viral, right? And you could get the sense of, like, you refresh the view count and see how many people are watching. And then all of a sudden it can become a news story, and that makes more people watch. And the news is about how many people are watching it. And it was the show came out, and it was like deja vu. I was like, what is this feeling? Oh, yeah, it's that old feeling of, like, feeling something go viral. I could feel it by the texts and emails that were coming in and the posts I would see retweeted, like, man, this is really spreading. And – People are hearing about it just from other people. You could kind of tell, like, our first weekend out, it blew up really big on TikTok. And you could kind of tell, like, oh, the younger kids are really pushing this right now. And, oh, now the college students have it by halfway through the week. And by a week and a half, all of a sudden – my mom was hearing about it from friends of hers. You know wow, what I mean? You just You're made like, me feel really old because I don't think I jumped in until week three. So, <laughs> well, when okay. I, you know, I was getting texts from an old high school friend and she's like, I heard about this from my mom group. And then I realized I'd seen you post about it and you were involved. And I was like, we hit the Illinois mom groups? Like, this is big. This That's is going. Big. That's you know? how you know. And then you could even tell in this town, it's like the assistance found out about it, and then they told their bosses, and they found out the next week and finally watched it. You know what I mean? And uh, it's been really fun. It was really fun to feel that. Every week we thought it would peak, and then every week it kept going. And um, it's just been a fun little ride to be on because it's very easy for this show to become kind of a culty, cool thing that we always thought. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen. I was like, I'm watching the next, like, cult hit. No one is going to know about this show. We did not think anyone would see the show. You know what I mean? And Freebie is is a new streaming app. People didn't even really have a high awareness for that. Yeah, it's hard to understand that it's part of Prime Video. How are people going to find this? So we thought we kind of had everything going against us. We're like, well, it's not – a reality show, and but it is different than a regular sitcom. It's on a thing called Freebie, which you might not have heard about yet. <laughs> and James Marsden is in it, but he plays himself. There's so many caveats to explain it. Yeah. And, and then also, uh, you know, I feel like the weekly model helped helped it blow up. You know, I thought when I came in, there were, I think, four or five episodes. So as soon as I fell in love with it, I was just like, okay, here we go. I get to really binge this. And then I caught up and was like, oh my gosh, what do you mean? I have to wait now. Uh, How did you feel about that release model? Were you curious if it would have a difference if, if it had been released in the binge model? You know, I don't know because, well, I was happy they spread out the release, but I think they released the first two at once. Yeah. Or the first three at once. So I do think because the show is kind of different, we present it in a different way than you're used to. I do. I am glad that people were able to watch more than one episode at once. I think seeing the first two when you're first watching it kind of help you understand what we're doing. So that was important. I mean, in hindsight, a lot of people found it. So I can't really say I, I wish it went another way. Yeah. See, I'm I'm a big fan of the weekly release. I'm trying to get us to go back to it. I think it's what makes TV shows work. That's why we it all creates love... anticipation. We're talking about it in between. See, yeah, yeah. You get to like yeah, have the conversation, share the clips before people are like, I already watched that. I finished that weeks ago and I forgot about it already. I don't remember those moments. Yeah. You know, and that's why we all love and just like that every week, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why we all sit down and talk Obviously, about it. Obviously, <laughs> we all know we're watching and just like that. Uh, clearly, clearly. Yeah, in the finale just aired this weekend. It's yeah. Well, I didn't even need to say that because we, we all because we know. all clearly know. Yeah. 
so the show is written. There is a script. Uh, I was curious, are there any real like court shows? Did you watch a lot of like court TV, which is now investigation discovery <laughs> and not court TV, which I know because I'm so young and cool. Uh, but were you watching like Night Court? <laughs> no, not really Night Court. No, I mean... I'm trying to think of oh that's that because the night court reboot and jury duty that was a nice little treat it, I loved watching them together <laughs> well you know before we came on you know the biggest show on freebie was Judy Justice Judge oh, Judy oh yeah which plays automatically when you finish jury duty <laughs> yes so and there so was a very court based TV on the there network was a already. moment when the episode of jury duty I didn't notice that it had ended and then I just saw Judy Justice whatever <laughs> and it went into that show and I was just like. Wait, wait, wait. Did they get, like, is she involved in this now? And <laughs> is this part of it? And then slowly I was like, oh, no, I'm just, it's just the autoplay. And our, after the show came out, you know, we, we you have these phone calls. You check in with 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 the network, with Freeview about how the show is doing. My only, because, you know, streamers don't tell you how many people are watching yeah. stuff. So you can never know. I, and I didn't want to know that. All I cared about, I said, look, all I want to know is, has Judge Judy watched the show? <laughs> Do you guys know? Has Judge Judy watched the other trial? And they said, we heard she has. Ooh. And she liked it. One of her grandkids uh, told her about it. Oh, my it, goodness. Apparently. So I don't know if that's true. I hope it is. I hope that's true. Some big Judge Judy I'm, fan. You know, all, hey, all the groups out there, all the jury duty fans listening, it's true. <laughs> Judge Judy loves jury duty. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, come on. I mean, Yeah. I, I did hear that we were popular in the legal community, which makes me very happy. Yeah. Um, I met a uh, a judge here in Los Angeles who said that everyone had been talking about it. And then I did a, like a Zoom meeting, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks after we came out. And the person I had the meeting with was like, I'm so sorry to do this. Um, my wife is on the call. She is actually a, a a defender. She works down at the courthouse. And she heard I was doing a meeting with you. And she just had to zoom in and say hi. They love the show down there. And yeah. She, I know two defense attorneys who love the show. I love that we made something that seemed either authentic enough or to make fun of the right things enough that it's popular in that community. Yeah. You know what I mean? She, um, This woman was walking me through an, a live courthouse and taking me to the bailiffs that she was like, oh, we, me and this bailiff watch it. Like, we talk about it all the time when you say that. And I was like, I can't believe it. Like, court is in session right now. And yeah. uh, But I'm very proud that, that the that lawyers and judges and bailiffs are watching the show and I mean, it. to me, it seemed like it was pretty legit. Like, you guys did your research on how a court should run. Well, a huge part of that is our cast who helped with a lot of that legal mumbo-jumbo. So um, Trisha LaFash, who plays our um, prosecution attorney, Evan Williams, who plays our defense attorney, Sean Sanders, and then, you know, Alan Barinholtz, who plays our judge, who is Ike Barinholtz's father. Yeah. Um, they all have real legal backgrounds. So they're all trained lawyers. So we were, and we needed that because a lot of what you don't see in the show is the hours of like legal jargon that they're performing in front of this jury. And so we needed people who really had that training and experience who could help us, you know, we could say like, well, we want to say this, or we want the judge, you know, the TV version would be, he says this, is that right? You know? And they could say, well, let me lead in like this and get you there so that we could still kind of ride that line where not everything we did was pure courtroom accurate, but it was enough that it would seem believable to someone who yeah. had never spent a lot of time I mean, time you had to it. get the jokes in. We got to get the jokes in. <laughs> and just the horrible attorney that the defendant has, that for me was one of the moments where I was like, 
this guy can't tell. This is not a real lawyer. Evan Williams, also one of our writers, yeah. who's, who's incredible and ha- and and was a practicing attorney uh, in Georgia, I believe. And uh, he he just nailed it. I mean, so perfect. And and he was like, I'm telling you, dude, I've I've seen people like this. I've seen lawyers in court who are talking to other judges because they got five k. They got too much on their plate. And you kind of can't believe it's real. But you know, the court system is, when you're yeah. actually there, it can be kind of it's more messy and office like than you'd care to believe it is. Yeah. And it's not hijinks like night court. No, <laughs> no, no, not, no fun. Not always fun hijinks. Not fun hijinks. Yeah. Uh, how did you decide on the type of case that you used? Did you know you wanted to do like a civil case? Because uh, to me, I also thought the case was so silly. I thought, how? Come on, how can he not? Like this guy, it just was passed out, and all this stuff is so crazy. <laughs> well, keep in mind, we're probably again we're showing you the silliest parts, right? And yeah. we we had a lot of non silly stuff in between. Uh, I think legally, for some reason, there was something about it had to be a civil trial uh, and not Ooh. a like murder trial. Not a not a. There was some worry about uh, you know the lawyers told us, hey, it's got to be a civil trial. <laughs> it's got to be a civil trial. So um, that's, the lawyers say, yeah, you go with yeah, okay, yeah. Fine, so so we we gave him that one and we did a civil trial. But yeah, I mean, you know, those animations are some of the most fun to me putting together that they show early on. But but lawyers, high end lawyers, really do do that. They'll they'll make three D model animations to try to explain what they're going to say happened and what their case is. Yeah. And so we said, let's run with that. And I had worked with an animation house back for the mockumentary I did with Andy Samberg called Seven Days in Hell. Yeah. And oh, we we have yeah. a Swedish prison break sequence presented as a as an animation sequence from a from a new show. And uh, I, we had those guys, and I said, well, let's go back to these guys. They do great work, and let's make some courtroom uh, animations. And it was a lot of fun. It's one of the best scenes. It's just one of those moments where you, I, even the jury just seems like they feel so bad for the guy. Yes. <laughs> and Ronald is just, I just like, does he want to yell? I would just <laughs> want to be like, are we serious right now? <laughs> it's And that was, you know, pretty early on because that's early days of the case. But yeah. So he was definitely still trying to be the best juror he could be. I think if we had actually pulled the videos out later, like towards the end of the trial, he would be like, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, Because we had stretched that trial so long. So long. And especially the visit to the factory and them finding like these barrels. (laughs) Especially the finding the barrels. I was like, (laughs) okay, Ronald. Okay. He jumped on it though. He did. He did. And he was like, we need to tell people about this. Like, you know, but I was just... that's when I was like, come on, man. We and we had the cast ready to really push the barrels. Like Ishai, who, who played Lonnie, yeah, and, you know, his character in the show, he, you know, one of his main roles as a character was to really push ideas towards Ronald. And, and you, yeah, he does that really well. He He's the one who's like, oh man, I, I don't believe them. Like, I don't, I think they but, are lying. Ronald was kind of already there. Like, he would reinforce it, but that's why they actually became such good buddies, you know, in the world they were living in because. Ronald was really like he did not need a big push to get there. Yeah, like he was already doubting this rich lady, and <laughs> yes, because I, I was worried. I was like, is this too black and white? Is this too like? Is she too clearly evil? Is he too sympathetic? Um, but some somehow it all worked out. It all worked out. It's such a great show, I, and if if you haven't watched it, you need to. But if you if you listen to this podcast, you watch Dirty Duty because oh, I've sweet. literally told you to a million times. <laughs> 
so we also want to know what else you're watching outside of jury duty when you when you're not thinking about this show that you worked on. And hey, if we're getting a second season, if you want to tell fingers us, fingers crossed. I mean, we're in strike right now, yeah. So we gotta we gotta get the strike resolved so we can actually get some writers together and meet and, and think about it. But you see how you're it. thinking about it because I, you know, I think a lot of people say a premise like this is so big, and when the show blows up and is getting Emmy nominations, how can you do it again? Yeah, I mean, certainly I don't know fully. I I can't say that I know. Uh, I think we would probably, you know, I don't know if we'd go into the courtroom again. I don't know if it would be a jury again. A DMV. Yeah, DM, yeah, something boring. <laughs> public works like that. Yes. <laughs> Just there you go, city hall. <laughs> Yeah, you can use these ideas, free pitches. All right, all right, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about these. Uh, but what shows have you been watching? Well, you know, I'm in that. What have I been watching recently? So because of the Emmy nomination, I'm uh, later tonight. I'm doing a a panel uh, where where we're talking about jury duty, and the panel is also about um, Vanderpump Rules, and huh. um, Lisa Vanderpump's going to be on this panel, and da da, okay. and I. What um, is I, the who, why this panel together, you and that show? <laughs> I, I think what they're doing is, I think the idea is they're a reality show and um, and we are not a reality show. We're a script, yeah. more of a scripted comedy show, but we have reality elements. And how do we both, the idea of making storylines in unusual production ways, right? Okay. Like, like still tracking characters and doing that. So I don't know exactly how it's going to go, but I realized... It's like I hear everyone talking about the show. I haven't watched it. Oh yeah. So now it's, it's a big deal. The I, last week in my life, I binged the entire the latest. Se- no, okay, the, just the, the latest okay. season. I just was like, the latest there's season. Like Ten seasons. So my I, and I, th- I went. Well, what am I going to do? I should, I should really check in on this beyond just the internet memes that I've seen. Yeah. And I decided I'll just watch the latest season. And oh boy, what a role! What. It's Talk about diving into the deep end, though. It's the season to watch. And watching two episodes, three episodes a night, and just trying to crank through this. I'm like, I'm in Vanderpump land right yeah. now in my brain. I mean, did you hear today, Raquel and Rachel, they're not coming back to film next season. I did not hear that. It's Wait, Raquel big... and Rachel? Yeah. They're the same person? No, different. <laughs> they're different. <laughs> they're different. Wait, which ones? Wait, uh, Raquel? Raquel's name is Rachel, really, though, right? I... Isn't it? I don't know. I thought someone said Maybe? that. Maybe? I think... Okay, Tom cheated with Rachel, right? Uh, Raquel. Okay, Raquel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, I don't. I don't want to. But neither one's coming back. Neither like, yeah, they were like, I don't want. I can't believe the show put me through this. The fans are horrible. I don't. I'm gonna live my private life. Well, I am very curious. Yeah, how much of this are they putting them in these positions or setting this up? How much of it is is real? Um, because we've all heard stories about how, you know, reality TV is made and who knows. But also I was like, well, I'm coming in at season 10. People must know these characters for longer. But I don't know, watching it as if they weren't real people as characters in a TV show, you're like, this is insane. And these people are making crazy choices. Crazy, crazy choices. Crazy choices. But then you go like, wait, but is this real or is this set up by the producers? And I'm sure... If I had known them for the last nine seasons, I know more about what's led them here. Yeah. But jumping in on season 10, I I like I don't understand anyone's choices almost. It's it's bananas. Same. I also started with season 10 because everyone was like, Sandoval, it's like what you gotta get into. Yes. You gotta know about it. So I jumped in and I just was very confused. I didn't understand why we were following these people. I don't know why some of them pretend to work at a restaurant still <laughs> when yes. they're clearly all like rich and don't need this. Right, right, right. Uh, and I, I do a lot of Below Deck. I'm a big deck head. I haven't watched Below Deck. That one I like because it's about the job. 
it's about hard workers. It's about the people who are making the yacht mm-hmm. run. They're cleaning things. Respectable. Do, roll res- up your yeah, sleeves. You know, elbow grease. They're deckhands. And yes. That's what they're there to do. And sometimes people on the show get like a little too famous, but then they're just like, no, you're a deckhand. Like you're not <laughs> like, okay, you got a bunch of Instagram followers, but you're still going to work on a yacht. Right. We're also still in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. So. It's like, yeah, what are you going to do? You're not going to run off to Hollywood. Sorry. Right. But Vanderpump Rules, it just, they're so famous. Yeah, it seems like that. And you go like, and, and yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Like, wait, are they just pretending to not be fa- Like, what? I don't understand anyone's status. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, except for Lisa, obviously. Oh, of course. Uh, okay. Queen B. Hey, pet parents. Are you searching for the perfect place for your dog to play? Check out Camp Bow Wow. Our safe and supervised doggy daycare and boarding ensures your pup gets the socialization they crave while giving you peace of mind. With our certified staff and clean and spacious facilities, your dog will have a blast making friends and staying active. Join the Camp Bow Wow pack today. Your first day is free. Visit us at CampBowWow.com. Franchise opportunities available. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. I used to enjoy I, I enjoy reality TV and I used to watch a lot more of it. But you know, uh, I'm married. We got three little kids, so I watch a lot of kids TV. I can talk about kids TV as much as you want. And then when I'm working, you know, when you're in production, as I'm sure you know, like your hours are crazy. You don't always get to watch stuff. So yeah. I have that. Me and my wife have that dance where like we have to decide and pick what shows we're saving for each other to watch together. Uh, and yeah. then when if I'm off, you know, working more when she's not. She'll watch another show without me. But if she watches a show without me, I won't see that show for years because we're not we're, our together time yeah, has to be a the, new show that to we're be watching a new together. Show that you watch together. And, oh, I've run into this problem so often. Yes. And she is not as into reality TV as I once was. So when we choose our together shows, that's why I'm so behind the curve I'm on on reality TV. I have not kept up on a lot of the latest. Yeah, you're not missing out on much. Uh, My Strange Addiction came back. There's like Love 10 different clips. versions of 90 Day Fiance now. My um, family, like my sister, my mom, my brother, very into 90 Day Fiance. I've watched some episodes and clips with them because they're like, how are you not watching this? It's that, incredible. It's a great example of a show. I would be watching that show. Yeah. But I think my wife is like, we have to spend our TV time better than yeah, this. Yeah, that's not— uh, We're back on Only Murders in the Building is back out? Yeah, I was going to ask, are you like, do you try to watch all the other nominees? Are you Is that like you're going to keep it highbrow? I've always just watched that show since it came <laughs> out. So we're just excited that uh, that show is back on. That's a show that surprised me how Same. into it. I, I didn't expect—I um, love— 
love Steve Martin and Martin Short. Oh, absolutely. Icons, and obviously. This just feels like Martin Short at his best, especially this new season. Getting to I do exactly what he wants, wants to, do. to do. And now working with Meryl Streep. Uh, every so scene they have together, incredible. It's really fun to see people who are kind of the best at those moves, like pulling out those moves. And you go, gosh, that was a good choice. Oh, that was a, that's a hard line to deliver. And man, he got a laugh out uh, of it. Yeah. It's, the the, the uh, performances are really impressive. But then they've crafted this, you know, I kind of thought, look, I'm going to enjoy Steve Martin and Martin Short. I'll love the show. And then you're watching something like, I'm kind of into the whole show. I like everyone in it. I love everyone The mystery's kind of getting yeah. me. Like, I like these guys enough, but I'm not watching it just for them anymore. Yeah. They, I did not expect that from They the build show. out this wonderful world of secondary characters that are so weird in this new season. There's like a mom and her gay son who have just a weird and appropriate relationship <laughs> yes. that is so funny every episode. <laughs> yes. It's it's incredible. And, but I love that yeah. they go for big jokes like that. Yeah. Just pure jokes, which is like, you know. We, so rare these days. I was going to say, we've been in this in this moment in TV where like excellent some excellent shows are being made. Wonderful and by the way, shows. I enjoy these shows. But some shows called comedies are like, well, these are more dramas with comedy. maybe two light moments. Yeah. In it. And like, it's a great show. Don't get me wrong. True. But let's be honest. In the nomination category this year, people were kind of like, Jury Duty is the only true comedy. I, I think there's some other true comedies, but I do appreciate only, I would, that. I would put Only Murders in the I Building in the murders. category. Yep. Um, Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary for sure. They they deal with some serious stuff, yeah, but they're they, yes. but it's mostly funny. Mostly funny. But yeah, we were but, come on, we, we get hard jokes. We can in all there. just say it. The bear. But it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Absolutely amazing. You don't need to lie to me and tell me it's funny though. <laughs> Stop lying to me. <laughs> someone did say, because I don't even know, look, I don't even know like the Emmy rules or whatever. But someone was literally like, one of their episodes this season was an hour long. Like, it's an hour long it's show. It's an hour That's, long show. It's a drama show. And yeah. I was like, oh, is that how they divvy it up? Yeah. I, I don't so know. I, I enjoy it so much that, like, it's, I can't be mad at it. It's you like know a what I weird, mean? strict rule that no 30 minute can be in the drama category. Right. Uh, but then they used to be like, well, comedy should be all 30 minutes. But then things like the mod uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel started getting in. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, which is an hour. Uh, Only Murders in the Building is an hour. All these shows that should technically be in the drama category, but it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't – I've never – I don't know. Now that I'm looking at it, I go like, oh, yeah, how do they divvy this up? But honestly – for a weird little experimental show like us, I'm I'm just happy that people watched it. And it is one of those things where, like, you hear that thing, like, it's an honor just to be nominated. And I'm like, it's flabbergasting to be nominated Truly. for this show. I, I am very happy with I, getting yeah. it. It's a big win for us to be nominated. Yeah, I mean, we did a whole episode on the nominations, and we were like, this is shocking. <laughs> I, I love it. And I, and I am proud of the fact, because it was a struggle for us, like— how much do we keep the reality going for him? How much do we try to push big laughs? Because we were worried that are we pulling back too much on the comedy? Uh, I, I am I am proud of, you know, I come from comedy. I am proud that we get some hard comedy laughs in the yeah. show. Oh, there are just so many. And, and to me, I was shocked by the number of laughs kind of per minute given the situation of the show. I was laughing so much. And oh, I was I'm so just happy like, to hear that. Yeah, and it's like. How did they find all these ways to keep the jokes going without giving it up? Just especially when they're in the like jury deliberation room and there's all these little hijinks of like the one guy <laughs> who like falls and has to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And when they, when the one guy is like playing the the game with Ronald and owes him all this money, yeah, 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 and it's just joke after joke after joke. And I, I'm I'm sure there was so much boring stuff you had to film in between those jokes. <laughs> well, you know what was really nice is what we found out because it was a long edit process for the show because you have your plan, then you have the reality of what happens. It, it, the editing the show was much more like editing a doc movie than editing a typical TV show, but. You know, if you can get the audience to buy in if you, to Ronald, right? And yeah. here's here's what we're doing. This guy is real. He is this nice. And he doesn't know. And the rest of everyone are actors. What was really great is we were able to mine a lot of comedy out of the small moments. Because as soon as you're invested in that, even just little ways that James Marsden will sigh and go like, oh, I would have got a dollar if you bought that. Yeah. Like, it's a little <laughs> moment. But if as soon as you're invested in it, it can become a big laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that moment with him. I just incredible show. I want to thank you so much for coming on to talk about it. This is so fun. Thank uh, you for having me. Thanks for joining us. Is there anything else that you want to plug? Anything you want to tell the people to watch? Oh, my gosh. Wait. I wasn't ready. Everything. I, <laughs> all my friends make such good stuff. Yeah, it's all on you right now as a director. You're the only one who can promote everything <laughs> right now. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, just, you know, watch some, go watch some comedy. Watch, everyone's seen everything. I feel True. like it's like, oh, I love Dave. Everyone's seen oh, Dave. Everyone Dave knows Dave Incredible, me. wonderful writers on that show. Go watch it. Oh, you know what? I'll, I will say this. Watch, this is what I've been recommending. Watch The Traders UK. Oh. The UK version. The UK version is the is version. Is incredible. Traders UK is so good. It's a reality show. <laughs> basically, the party game Mafia. They're playing, yeah. like, in a reality show version. And honestly... I found myself like fast forwarding through the like activities they had to do. Yeah, to that earn stuff money is kind of points. dumb. Yeah, but the <laughs> but the characters and the relationship stuff in that show. Oh, it's so good. It's and incredible. You get so invested in it. I so. need a new season already. I uh, The American one is a little bit of a I haven't watched the American one. They, it's like more about the celebrities and the reality stars on it, but the UK and the Australian version. I haven't watched the Australian one Australian either. is good. Is it good? Okay. It's really good. Yeah. I'm a big trader head over here. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. So I would say yes. I, I will. You've probably told everyone, but I will continue that. Watch the traders. Watch the UK version for sure. Oh, it's good. Uh, it's Yeah, it's good. That's a, That's a good one. Because, oh, my gosh, I feel like I didn't even talk about it enough when it first came out because that was another. I think they did all the episodes at once. So it was just kind of oh. a binge watch. And I'd heard about it after. Like, I think it won some BAFTAs and jury yeah. duty producers started talking about it. And like and then I was like, oh, we got to check this out. Yeah. Oof, oh, it's incredible. Uh, I want to thank my guest, Jake Zemanski, for joining me today. Uh, and also, if you want to support the actors and the writers who make the shows that you love, like jury duty, if you're in L.A. or New York, you can join at a picket line or drop off food and water. It is very hot in L.A. So, hey, please drop water off at the picket line. And you can also donate money to to the Entertainment Community Fund, which helps non-actor Hollywood crew members who suffer hardships due to the strike. You can donate at entertainmentcommunity.org and make sure to direct your gift to the film and television category when asked. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. True pleasure. TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Anita Flores, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. 
Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 